Welcome to another edition of Inside City Hall. I am your host, Jared Lyman, the Communications Manager for the City of Oregon City. And today I'm joined by Josh Wheeler, the Assistant City Engineer for Oregon City. And we're talking about the Pavement Maintenance Utility Fund. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? Well, of course. And we, it's uh, colloquially known as PMUF because we love us some acronyms here in government. Public Works, definitely, uh, if you're scared of acronyms, it's not the place to be. You guys got a lot. Um, but the Pavement Maintenance Utility Fund, despite being a uh, mouthful, is um, actually something that people use, benefit from on a daily basis without really noticing it. So start off by kind of explaining what the Pavement Maintenance Utility Fund is, and then we'll kind of go from there to, to tell people where we're at and why it's relevant today. Yeah, sure. The, the, first of all, thanks for having me today. Um, but the Pavement Maintenance Utility Fund uh, is a, it, it's a utility fee. It, it's uh, shown on people's utility bills, um, and it is used to uh, keep our roads together. So uh, resurfacing or items like crack sealing or slurry sealing, any type of maintenance or resurfacing, um, and sometimes reconstruction of roads, that's what that's used for. Now, why does Oregon City have this? Because I know not all cities do. So there's something unique with Oregon City that required this type of uh, fundraising. Well, not fundraising, but funding mechanism. Absolutely. So you know, over the years, uh, the way roads were funded were through the gas tax. There's a federal gas tax and there is a state gas tax. Um, you can always look to do a county gas tax or a city gas tax. In our case, that does not exist. And so back in 2008, it was decided that uh, the city would look to a pavement maintenance utility fund. And the benefit of that is it, it addresses all types of infrastructure with relating to roads. And so the bike lane, the, the road itself and other areas, this helps to fund that whole thing where if you're an electric vehicle or if you're only a biker, you're not contributing to that fund when, with the gas tax. So now it's a way to have everyone help contribute to maintaining our roads. It's a little more equitable and it kind of spreads the pain around, as, as, as they say, and make sure that everybody's paying for the, the infrastructure they benefit. Absolutely. And, you know, um, we're not the only city in Oregon that does that. City of Corvallis is another one that I'm aware of. Um, we've spoken uh, to a number of different um, federal agencies about about this, and it's done in a few other states as well. But it, it's something unique to our area. But it, um, if we did not have it, our roads would be in a really bad condition. And honestly, it's probably something we're going to be seeing a lot more of as electric vehicles become more and more prevalent because those gas tax revenues are going to keep declining. So we're kind of on the cutting edge if you think about it that way. Uh, absolutely, we definitely. You know, we saw back in the mid two thousands that there was no way we we're going to be able to keep up with the maintenance of our roads, and we needed another solution. Um, and the elected officials at the time said, we need to keep our roads up. And so this was the solution to that. Um, there are other solutions that have come along, uh, one of them being the um, uh, license plate fee uh, that's been added to the county registration for license registrations. Uh, that's something that we also get now that helps uh, with that. But the, the good news about this fee is that it cannot be used elsewhere. It can't be used for um, other city hall services. It can't be used for police. It, it can't be used for the sewer system, the water mains. It is only allowed to be used for the roads. Now, as I said at the start, you're the assistant city engineer. So while the funding mechanism is important to you, you're not about the funding mechanism. You're here to talk about the actual engineering side of things. 
And that is actually a big project that you have going on right now. So kind of tell everybody where that's at. Yeah, so right now we have kicked off earlier this fall. Uh, we kicked off our five-year maintenance plan. And the five-year maintenance plan is uh, exactly what it sounds like. It is a five-year plan for which roads are going to receive what type of treatment over the next five years based on the amount of projected funding we expect to get in. And this is the uh, fourth time we've done this plan um, since this fee has been enacted back in 2008. And so uh, we've gotten a lot of the low-hanging fruit done in the past, and now some of the roads that are left over are a little more expensive, um, but also some of the roads that may be on cul-de-sacs or things like that that were kind of forgotten about just because we were trying to tackle the high traffic count roads. Now we're going to be able to get into some of those neighborhoods and get those little areas done that may have not seen any type of work on them for 40 or 50 years. Now, like with most projects and, and, and planning processes through the city or any other government, this isn't something that's done in a vacuum. This is actually done very transparently and with the solicitation of, solicitation of public input, correct? Absolutely. And what, what we're hoping is to get that input from the public. And uh, this is one way that we're doing that. Uh, we have a website that directs you to uh, who to contact and an email address. Uh, I believe we've done some social media posts as well. Our newsletter, uh, we're trying to do outreach through that. Podcast. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. And uh, and ultimately, what we want to know from people is, you know, the biggest question we're trying to answer is, what road do you want done? What road do you want to see resurfaced? And maybe that's a road you live on. Maybe that's a road you drive on. Um, we have some other questions, uh, you know, that we plan on asking, too, um, just about, you know, the fee itself and, you know, wh where else do you think funds should come from or do you think we should have a, a a rating that's really high or should we have a low rating you know our roads are too good our roads aren't good enough you know that kind of question to help us know where we should go in the future um, that won't fully address the next five years the next five years is what road are we doing but after that we may have to consider um, do, do we increase our funding do we uh, add another type of funding or, or do we decrease it you know what is the the temperature when you and I spoke the other day, uh, kind of planning for the podcast, you mentioned something about um, the, the pavement index, quality index, I think it was, PQI, if I remember right. Um, so kind of explain what that is and how it's calculated and where Oregon City sits on that. So you're, you're close. It's the PCI. Okay. Um, and it's the pavement condition index. Condition, okay. Yep. And that is, um, we, we rate it from zero to 100. Zero is a gravel road. 100 is a perfectly new, brand new road. Uh, when this program started back in 2008, the city had a, a PCI in the 60s. Uh, it's generally understood throughout the industries, throughout the nation, that an 85 approximately is really the optimal number you're shooting for on an average of your whole city. Uh, we were down uh, in the 60s, and, and in fact, um, that kept going down a little um, initially, but then once we started ramping up the program, it started going up. Um, around 2013, we got up to 68. Um, around 2017, we got as high as 76, and it's kind of flatlined from there. And so from 17 to 22, um, we've been in the low to mid-70s, and that's where we're projected to stay at. That's something that you can find on our, our website. Um, about PMUF, as well as the webpage about the five-year plan. So I'm assuming, just like so many other um, endeavors and projects and businesses and everything, 
that a lot of what this plan works on, a lot of the forecasting has been kind of thrown into, you know, disarray thanks to inflation and all these other issues, supply chain problems and so forth. So how has that affected um, the existing plan and how is that being incorporated moving forward as you as you try to, you know, forecast the unforecastable almost? Uh, absolutely. Cost has been a huge problem that has really, uh, really reared its head in the last few years. Uh, you know, we always expect cost to go up over time, but usually two, three percent, not um, eight, not yeah. eight, not ten. <laughs> um, and, and here's a for example, the the price of asphalt, which is really the the bulk of what we're we're using this money for. Uh, back around 2008, that was around sixty dollars a ton. Just last year, in, uh, in in 2022, it was actually the highest we've ever seen, which was $140 a ton. So that's so more than double. That's more than twice in a 15-year period. How far, I mean, give or take, I mean, how far does a, a ton of, of asphalt cover? Like, if I, if I were paving a road, I mean, am I looking at, like, you know, a mile, 100 yards, somewhere between? Uh, sadly, a ton does not go very far at all. It, it, it goes a few feet. Um, Seriously? Yes, yeah. Wow. I was a little surprised by the question there. Um, you know, when we're doing a road, we try and pave about 20 tons a day. And that's when you're getting something like a quarter mile, a half mile done. Um, that, that, that's, uh, 20 tons will get you that far. So in a regular project of any year where we're trying to do multiple roads, we're doing you know, 200 tons of asphalt. Okay, so because this is not a visual medium medium for everyone, I am pulling out my calculator that my math teacher said I wouldn't have with me at all times. So we're saying it was $140 a ton? $140 a ton. $140 a ton. So a few feet. So wait, how many tons would we need for, say, a quarter mile was 20? So 20 Uh times, 20 times 100. Okay, my calculator's not working. So that's looking 32. um, Actually, no, that would be, I'm doing that wrong. But like, so like, but basically, math is hard. Yes, I, I. This is why I write for a living, folks, and speak, not math. I shouldn't have done this live. Um, but basically, we're looking at you know the cost of doing a quarter mile of road is easily stretching into the tens of hundreds of thousands. Uh, absolutely. I mean, the uh, for example, we completely reconstructed Central Point Road from Skellinger to Boynton this year. That project alone. Now we also had base gravel in there too. But that was uh, $2 million. Wow. Um, we did uh, a Hood Street and Ethel Street, which is over by Gardner Middle School. Uh, those streets individually, without the sidewalk work that we did, just the asphalt, was around 80000 80, to 100000 each for a road. So w- one block or one to two blocks of a road, usually talking eighty dollars to $100,000. So this money goes quick. It goes quick. And it's going quicker thanks to the inflation. Yeah, which is the downside. Our, our costs are going up. The price of asphalt's going up. Therefore, you know, if you were to look at how much money we've spent over time, we've spent more money each year, but we've actually done less with it. And that's why the, the unit price of the PMUF goes up every year, but it's not keeping up with inflation, which is why now we're seeing a flat line of our PCI because the condition is it's stable, but probably going to go downhill over time if it stays in the tra- trajectory that it's going. So the the question on that then is how do you adjust? Because, um, I mean, obviously, when this five-year, the current five-year plan was was started, 
nobody expected ridiculous levels of inflation brought on by an unexpected pandemic and so forth and God knows what else. So how are you able to adjust in the middle of a plan to variables that were never foreseen? Uh, we, uh, we engineer. <laughs> That's what we brought the engineer on. <laughs> um, you know, there are things that we do to um, uh, cost engineer our projects. And we, we start with the, what we want, what is the perfect solution. Um, when we're designing these roads, we use geotechnical engineers to tell us what kind of road is, is under there. And if we want a 20-year design life, which is what we shoot for, a 20-year design life will typically last 30 years and reasonably. Um, but, uh, and then in reality, we actually probably, it takes us every 40 years to redo a road, uh, the smaller ones at least. But ultimately, we are trying to um, determine if that project costs 200000 and we only have 150 to spend, we find savings. Some of that is in things like base repairs and not replacing the whole base. Some of that is changing the style from a mill and inlay, which is where you see the top surface come off and a whole brand new surface come on. Instead, we just overlay it or we just throw a new layer of asphalt on. That's a cheaper method. Um, sometimes we will change the thickness from three inches down to two inches. We have various things that are available to us where we can adjust that cost. Um, but we always try and start with the best first and cut back where needed. Other times where maybe the, the life of a road may be lengthened a little bit and we'll do a little maintenance instead of uh, an anticipated repaving because of these costs. So we're having to do more patchwork and so forth. Absolutely. And so uh, my department of engineering, uh, which is within public works, also uh, works with our operations department in public works. And uh, they do all the slurry sealing, the crack sealing, and they're extending the life of that payment. Uh, you will not see all cities do that. Um, we believe in Oregon City that it's very important to do that general daily maintenance um, and annual maintenance. That will extend the life of a road five to ten years when you're doing things like crack sealing and slurry sealing. Um, you know, when I have to cut back on that 20-year design life and take it down to a 15-year design life, we're extending it to that 2025 by doing that interim maintenance. Okay. So then the next question, actually this isn't a question so much as, as uh, kind of bringing about uh, when you and I spoke again about this in preparation, um, you showed me the map, and, and we'll have, we have a link to the map so you can look at it as well if you're listening. Um, but the map showed the condition of the roads throughout the city, a lot of green, a lot of yellow, but some red, and those are the areas that will be focused on the next five years. Um, geographically, people may notice a trend with that red is a lot of that is located right here in the McLaughlin district and surrounding area. Um, why, is, why is it... Why does it occur that way, and how are we looking at getting beyond that? So there's a there's a few reasons that a bulk of our needed work now is in the McLaughlin area. McLaughlin area is the most expensive neighborhood to pave. Um, there's a rule in the state of Oregon that says when you pave a road, um, now not when you're crack sealed, not when you're slurry, but when you pave a road and put extra asphalt down, you also have to bring the uh, accessible sidewalk areas up to current standards. And so what I'm talking about is those ramps that you see on the corners. Um, in Oregon City, they're typically kind of a dark gray in color. In other cities, you'll see them as a bright yellow. We 
uh, those intersections cost about $10,000 a corner. Oh, my and gosh. So it is a huge addition whenever we're doing a road that has sidewalk on it. And so um, that's one reason, like I said, we were doing the low-hanging fruit when we started this program in 2008. We were not doing a lot of the roads that had the sidewalks on them. We're doing more and more of them now. And the more of those roads we do, the fewer roads we can do overall with the budget we have. Um, you know, the budget is around uh, somewhere around $3 million for the revenue that this brings in on an annual basis. Approximately a million of that goes to um, the slurry seal program, the crack seal program. It goes to asphalt material to our operations folks who will do some small paving projects on some small roads. And it also goes to interdepartmental transfers that are needed for the support staff in other departments that, that help us administer this program. So it ends up only being anywhere from $1.8 to $2 million in most years uh, is where we are currently of being able to spend on the resurfacing itself. And when you're looking at $40,000 an intersection, you know, plus you know, $140 a ton and a ton going a few feet, these costs mount up pretty quickly. Absolutely. It goes real quick. And um, you know, one thing we're trying to do is partner more and think five years ahead too, not just in these plans, but we also are coordinating with our operations department so that we can go do some ramps so that they can go pave it with their own crews when it's a smaller road that would probably be more expensive for a contractor, a big contractor to do, but a great cost benefit for our own forces to do. We also are coordinating with our other engineering uh, folks who do other projects such as sewer projects and water projects. Uh, and we have many of those needed in the McLaughlin neighborhood, which is also why that hasn't been touched yet, um, but will be in the coming years because we're going to be doing a lot of sewer work, a lot of water work. And when they're done, we're going to be coming in behind them and resurfacing it either the year after or a short few years after is the goal. And we're Part of this whole process of the five-year plan is to coordinate all of that to try and put all the stars in alignment. So as we mentioned earlier, this is definitely something that uh, public input is not just available, but it's it's sought after. It's something that we want. How can people voice their opinion and, and, and get their thoughts into uh, everybody that's responsible for this plan? Yeah, so you can contact us anytime, any year to say... Uh, you need a pothole fix, or why hasn't my road been fixed, or when will it be fixed? Um, you can always ask any of those questions at the email address ocpublicworks at orcity.org, and that will be on this podcast uh, uh, comment section, I'm sure, as well. But really, for helping us understand the next five years, if we could get those type of comments within the next couple months, let's say by February 1st, um, that would be great to inform this plan because we're informing this plan with the projects that are coming, the utility projects that I mentioned. We're also informing it based on the revenue projections. We're also informing it on the, the amount of traffic on a road. If it's a school route, if it's a TriMet route, if it's a route to a hospital. So, you know, we're trying to use all those criteria, which very quickly makes someone's road that they live on, such as a cul-de-sac, forgotten pretty quickly when you're prioritizing on those other criteria. So we need to know who is it that is fine with how their road is and who is it was like, it is way overdue. Please, can you take care of our road? So that's why it's so important now to tell us because it informs the next five years. Tell us three years from now, that kind of messes up the whole plan and we may not be able to fit you in there 
as we execute this plan until the next five-year plan, uh, round 2029 or so. So as, as Josh said, you can email them, ocpublicworks at orcity.org. You can also comment digitally. We will have this up on the community voice section on the website at orcity.org. We'll have links to all the pertinent information so you can review the plan, and then you can comment and have your opinions be part of the plan's planning. Yep, and, and those comments will go in the final report so that we see what kind of comments were made. They will not go unanswered and will not go unwritten. As we said, this is a public process. We want public input, and those are the ways you can do it. Josh, I appreciate you coming in today and telling and sharing everybody how this process is moving forward because it's going to be starting before we know it. Thanks a lot. I look forward to hearing from everyone. And thank you for listening to Inside City Hall. We'll speak with you next time.